eyes, though, of course, it shouldn't have. I am without coins, I stammered. The cartsman barked a laugh. <laughs> do you think I do this for amusement? I've run low on ale. He pounded a wooden barrel behind him. And I must earn enough to pay for the cart. On the far side of the barrel, I could see his passengers craning to get a look at me. Wait, I said, and fished for the small cloth purse in the pocket I'd stitched into my dress. Swirling my fingers around the purse, I found a slender ring. I didn't want to give him anything finer. Some important bribes lay ahead. I held out the ring. Will this do? In an instant, his scowl turned to delight, and the slight golden ring of my dead mother disappeared into the driver's dirty palm. When I climbed into the back of his cart, I could see pity and contempt playing across the faces of the other passengers. My ring must be worth more than the ride. I found a clean pile of straw in the corner and looked down, trying to avoid their curious stares as the cart resumed its journey. An elbow poked my side. A sturdy woman sidled closer, one of middling years, the only other female in the cart. Smiling, she held out a piece of brown bread. I'd had nothing to eat since last night's supper. Ordinarily, I gloried in the pangs of hunger, the mastery over my weak mortal flesh, but my mission required a certain vigour. I took the bread with a grateful nod. A mouthful of food and a gulp of watery ale from her wooden tankard brought strength to my dazed body. I leaned back against the railing. We passed a small market that appeared to sell nothing but spices and herbs. Now that the rain had stopped, the sellers threw off the blankets keeping their narrow stalls dry. A rich mix of borage, sage, thyme, rosemary, parsley and chives surged in the air and then dissolved as we rumbled on. The urgent smells of the city rose again. A row of four-storey buildings came into view, more prosperous than any I'd seen so far. The sign of the goldsmith hung from a street corner. A young man sitting across from me grinned and said, loudly to the whole cart, "'We're grateful to King Hal for burning a young beauty at Smithfield.' Last person killed was an ugly old forger. A knot of swallowed bread rose in my throat and I covered my mouth. But is she a beauty? demanded someone else. An elderly man with milky blue eyes twisted a long hair that sprang from the middle of his chin. I know someone who has seen Lady Bulmer in the flesh. And yes... She is bonny, he said slowly, more so than the queen. Which queen? one of the men shouted. All three of them, answered another. A nervous laugh raced around the cart. To mock the king's marriages, the divorce of the first wife and the execution of the second to make way for the third, was a crime. Hands and ears had been lopped off for it. The old man twisted his chin hair harder. 
Lady Bulmer must have offended the king grievously for him to burn her out in the open before commoners, not to order the axe for Tower Hill or hang her at Tyburn. The young man said, They've dragged all the nobles and gentry down to London, the ones who followed Robert Askey. The king's justice. She's just the first to die. My breath quickened. What would these Londoners say? What would they do to me if they knew who I was and where I came from? One thing was certain. I would never reach Smithfield. I searched my prayers for something to uphold me. Oh, Lord my God, help me to be obedient without reserve, poor without civility, chaste without compromise. The Bulmer woman's a foul rebel, shouted the woman who'd shared with me her bread.